Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. Business owners, do you ever feel like you're expected to be two different people? On the one hand, you're expected to be a genius in your craft, which means regardless of whether you manufacture furniture or brew craft beer, you need to be capable of jumping in and getting your hands dirty. On the other hand, you must maintain a high-level view of your company, always poised to act on opportunities as they arise, while maintaining fluency in sales, marketing, and public relations. Believe it or not, superheroes like these do exist. In fact, we're going to talk to somebody who does this every day. Mark Hoops, principal in Ray's Lima, Ohio office, is a skilled business developer with nearly 40 years experience in the accounting and consulting industry. Today, Mark's going to talk about the benefits of becoming a people person, how to identify the right opportunities, and how to nurture relationships over a long period of time. Welcome to Unsuitable, Mark. Thank you, Dave. How does it feel to be referred to as a superhero? That's the first time anyone's called me that. Do you have a favorite superhero as you were growing up? Uh, I'm trying to think who that might be. How about uh, the Lone Ranger? The Lone Ranger. I think the Lone Ranger was mine. Don't know why. What was the Lone Ranger's uh, horse? What was the name of uh, his horse? Well, Tonto was a right-hand man. Tom- horse, uh, what was the horse's name? Was it Silver? Silver. Okay. High Silver. All right. Okay. Now, now, you, uh, now you're in. All right. Now you go. Well... You know, today's uh, topic is um, is very pertinent. We have a lot of requests for conversations on business developers and um, business development, and that's why uh, we ask you to be a first-time guest. So welcome aboard. Thank you. You know, as as we both know, as we uh, go out in the community and talk to our clients and, and uh, talk to uh, others in our industry, uh, we found that three areas are, are coming up as key areas for business owners. One is health insurance. Uh, the second is maybe finding talent for the organization. And the third is the overall growth and economic health of, uh, of the business. So that's where we're going to focus on today is the growth of, of business through business development skills. Okay. So one of the things that, uh, as we talked uh, before we went on air, relationships are important, both internal and external. And let's start, uh, let's start in that area. Uh, one of the things I believe that's truly overlooked in this business development category, no matter what industry we're in, are the internal sales components. Well, as I think about that, I look at uh, the associates that these companies work with, their team, inside team. I think if you can get the team buy-in on any project, whether you're manufacturing a widget, selling a service, if you communicate with your team, you get them on board, you tell them what the goals are going to be, they'll embrace that idea. So many so, times, like like we've talked, that's that's an area that's 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 overlooked. You take that internal sales uh, system uh, kind of for granted. Mm-hmm. So I I would think uh, whether it be in a structured team meeting or one on one with a, a key associate, you you always reinforce what the goal and the strategy of the of the company might be. So I think once you get that buy in, they're willing to go the extra mile. They'll come and work on a Saturday or a Sunday, whatever we have to do to get that product out the door. So I think that's really important on the on the internal side. So you have to have um, just a a concentrated effort to to make sure that happens each and every day that you're selling internally. Exactly. And um, as we talked in the open that uh, in the opening, that is uh, 
I think that's overlooked very often in all organizations. They put their sales force uh, looking to the outside world for sales when uh, you know they could just look internally with existing clients and customers. Yep. So that kind of gets to the you know external uh, folks too. So you say customers, maybe key suppliers or vendors. So if I have a you know, a long-term relationship with a, with a key customer or supplier, you want to nurture that, you want to work with that, um, you know, and not jumping ahead to growth, but that's where you're going to find the next piece of business with those, with those customers that you already have. Cross-selling to, to those, you know, additional products to the same folks, whether it's, I'm really good at, I'm kind of jumping to gro- uh, growth, but let's say I'm really good at powder coating uh, seats for one of the big three. Well, maybe I can do it for Honda. Maybe I can do it for Toyota. So you look at what, what are products that we're really good at. Let's focus on those products. The other side of that, let's look at the customer. We've got a strong relationship with, with Honda. What else can we sell to Honda? So there's two really ways I think you can, can work that, either on the customer side and expand that base with that customer or look at the product that you're good at and find multiple customers for the, the one thing you're really good at. So it's kind of like you want large fries with that. There you go. We can tell, yeah. Upsize. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're the mindset, uh, part of your mindset is we have enough customers, we have enough clients, you know, we need to work really hard on, on making sure those, uh, those continue to, to exist and buy additional products and services to your point about uh, the auto industry. Yeah. So I think if you had that, you know, a client that comes to you, a customer, capacity is a big part of this. You know, you're on the same page, you're communicating with your outside customer. Hey, we need to add another product, another line. What's the time frame? What kind of investment do I need to make in capital? So you're on the same page with that customer at all times. And you can, you know, continue to grow that business. You know, we'd mentioned in the opening that uh, you have approximately 40 years of, of experience in the, in the industry, in the consulting and uh, CPA business. Uh, certainly, as we talk about business development, social media, comes into play, you know, it's, it, it's, it's happened very quickly for guys like you and me that, that have been in, in the industry for a while. How do we fight that? How do we use it? Do you have any, any tools? Well, so, so it, it certainly has been pain for me because I've been in the business so long. So I'm starting to, I guess, adapt and change a little bit. I still kind of go back to the old relationship business, the good old boy network that we talk about, but I think you got to enhance that. And also on the, on the relationship side, I don't know how many times I've, you know, started a relationship with somebody long before they became a customer. So you get that trust build up and, and then uh, for social media, I'm going to take the lead from, you know, the younger generation, like the Abbeys and Beckas of the world to help us, you know, cross that bridge. It certainly has changed. There's no question. Uh, and it sounds like you have embraced it, but, uh, still need to, to work through it. Exactly. But there's a lot of, uh, Old time, old school uh, practices that are still good today. Tried and true. Don't change them. That's exactly right. You know, you talked about building relationships and, um, you know, kind of go, going back to the old school is we used to do a lot of business uh, on the golf course. Thursday afternoons, Saturday mornings, Sunday afternoons, you name it. Are you still seeing, you still using golf as a, as a method of building those relationships? To me, that might be more of a uh, customer maintenance program. I don't think you're really building business the way we maybe did 30 and 40 years ago. And I think the the mindset has changed with the younger generation. 
you know, they're at the t-ball game and they're at the swim practice and they're very more engaged with their family life. So there's been a big shift, I think, from work first, family later to family first. So with in my case, 40 years experience is kind of a, a big change. So you don't see the the networking that you saw in maybe the 70s and 80s today. They're uh, spending more time at home and quality of life, I guess, is, is a bigger issue today. So the network game has changed, uh, no question. And um, again, you've, you've kind of changed with the flow and, and it still goes back to building those relationships, internal and external. Certainly. And I would think networking with, if it's, I'll t- speak to financial services for a minute, with all your referral sources, whether it's a banker, another provider, if I get to the maybe manufacturing side, it's more key relationships with the key people, you know, the purchasing agents, uh, find out what their needs are. What are their growth plans? How can we help? So in both cases, really understanding the needs of the customer. You know, we also on our list want to talk about growth opportunities and marketing in the business development scheme. Certainly, you know, the first area we, we touched on were relationships. The second one I want to take a crack at are the growth opportunities on marketing that, um, that you've uh, uncovered or your, your plans or, or tactics. Can you share some things in that area? I would say if I have a key customer I'm providing products to is get in front of that customer and what other needs, what, what other similar type products can we provide to you? If it's automotive, maybe there's another part that would come up to bid. How can we plan for that? I think of a embroidery shop. How can I take my key customer and if I'm doing embroidery services and expand that? We're good at something. Let's continue to do what we're good at. We're not, can't be all things to all people, but you can narrow your focus to be really good at something. Understand your niche. Exactly. You know, we're going to kind of jump around on this topic because it is a free flowing topic, but you know, in the business development area, you get used to people telling you no as you go out and, and look for business. You've just become callous to that. Well, well, you know, probably sales is a little different than Martin. I think sales is really, really tough to, to close. And those salesmen out there and saleswomen, they deserve every penny they make. Sales is tough. The marketing effort maybe is a little easier to do because you're not, you're not facing that rejection every day. But I think you have to be patient in time. I think the customers or prospects will come around. A lot of that is based on testimonials from other users. So I think you got to have a little bit of, you know, stiff lip if you get rejection, but, you know, go back. You know, you never know when that opportunity is going to be there. If you happen to call the customer the day that his current supplier misses a shipment, guess what? You're going to get your foot in the door. So, you know, stay at it. Keep working with them. Do you have a system to track that? Do you use your calendar, your phone? Absolutely uh, not. It's all right in my head. It's all right so in your head. I refer to you. You are so old school. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but that well, what, works. What's a spreadsheet? I don't even know what, this, what a spreadsheet is. Oh, that's that four-column pad uh, you used to right. use. Yep. As I sit here and kind of listen to you talk, and of course, I, I, I know your style from years of, of working with you, um, you've kind of developed what I'll call a personal brand as a business developer. I don't know if I can describe it, but it's a personal brand that you've worked really hard to, to put together. You may not know that that's your personal brand, but you have it. Does that come to mind as you, as, as we talk through that? Have you- well, I don't, I don't think it, not forefront to my mind, but I do know it helps to have that elevator commercial that you, you always have a, something to say to somebody. You know, in my case, my whole life is find out what you're, find out what the customer's needs are. And then 
I'd like to talk about capacity. The timing is perfect. Your product fits in our line next month perfectly, okay? And uh, Or whether it's other kind of services. So I think you, you find out what their needs are, you sell capacity, you convince them, and you're much more likely to close. And that's your personal brand. I mean, that is that is the way you've you've tried to connect mm-hmm. with uh, with customers and clients. There's a yep. there's a there, you've worked really hard to make that connection. Exactly. And uh, that's that doesn't come easy. So so someone out there that's just starting, you know, in the in the industry or hasn't had a great deal of success in uh, business development, growth opportunities in the marketing side. Is there any piece of advice you can you can give them to? I would say try to be as visible as you can, you know, network when you can, uh, whether it's professional groups, uh, the young group, the uh, young professionals at the local uh, chamber of commerce, wherever you can surround yourself with peers and they're going to be your your customers of the future. So I think you got to get involved every time that you can. And you use the word patience as well in there. I think you do have to be patient because it's hard to hit a home run in any business, no matter what you're doing. And so the sales process is a little longer and then maybe it's, it, it has been in the past. Yeah. And, and I think keep the door open and don't burn a bridge. We've had customers in the past thought the grass was greener on the other side. They left, they come back a year later and say, Hey, will you take us back? And I'm always open to that. You know, there's always many books and resources on the topic of business development, uh, which is a little bit different in my mind, in your mind, I think, too, than, than straight out sales. But are there any books or resources that, that you go back to and read and, and think about as you go out in the marketplace? Not so much with, with book reading, but, you know, I, I would go to every, when I was in the, in the so-called marketing portion of our accounting firm, I'd go to every seminar around the country that I could and like so-called learn from the experts. And you might hear a hundred topics and pick up two or three, but I always try to be open-minded to try new things. And, but I, I, you know, don't reinvent the wheel, but whatever's successful for you, you tend to migrate back to that. And you try to seek out the experts. There you go. And get their opinion and, and, and pick their brain. Mm -hmm. Always learning. Exactly. I guess you can teach an old dog new tricks, right? Apparently. It takes time. It takes time. You, you, huh? you can, yes. You find you get away with a little bit more now when you're a little bit older these days, or get away with what? Just anything and everything. What to think about that? Yeah, I you see know? your head. You're, you're, you're think about that. You're saying no, but you're shaking your head yes for the uh, for our listeners. They can't see you shaking well, your head yes. I'm learning from you, Dave. That's what I would how I'd answer that. So let's talk about the third takeaway we want to uh, jump into is uh, the strategy, turning a lead into a, uh, into a sale. Um, in my case, I would think team selling, whether that's professional services or maybe manufacturing. I might take my production operator from the, for the plant to, to, uh, along with me on that maybe sales call to help convince the, the prospect or customer that we can take care of their needs. So you need to be you know, technically strong. Uh, you need to be able to demonstrate that you can do, do the work and do the job. So I think to close, you know, testimonials don't hurt either. You can have strong referral sources. Hopefully your relationship strong enough with your customer that your existing customer base could uh, support whatever they, you know, what they need to hear. You know, we hear the term commodity uh, thrown out a lot, no matter what industry it is. And, and I think you've worked uh, hard over your career to try to stay out of the commodity game as you as you go through your business development process and practices. And 
Anything come to mind there that jump out that say, what, what have you done personally to try to stay away from being a commodity? Well, you know, I, I do have in, in business a profit motive. And I think if you get into too much in the commodity business, it, it drives down margins, drives down profits. You need to understand what maybe you're good at and what kind of products or services have value to the, to the customer. And get yourself a little bit away from the commodity business. It's not the, the cheapest isn't always the best. So when it, you, whenever the word commodity comes up, I, again, I like what you said. I think you got to step back and look at your own particular business and say, look, too much of commodity is not a good thing. You know, volume doesn't get it. Yeah, I would think, you know, we don't need to, if we're good at something, we don't need to practice. And running the equipment till it fails or your people and asking hours and hours over time, you know, why, why are we doing this? Let's find our niche. Let's find what we're good at that we can make a fair price, a fair profit, and move on. It's okay to say no to some kinds of business. Okay. Turning a lead into a sale. Uh, let's talk about that for in the few minutes we have uh, left. Um, any comments there? Any suggestions for listeners on what you have used uh, in, over your career? So I guess I would think about um, some consultant. You've probably heard some of these folks today, but we'll use hot buttons and bullets. Okay, you find out what that customer's hot button is. Where did their previous supplier fail? And either yourself or one of your team members shows up at the same meeting and says, here's how we handle that problem at our, at our company. So you've got almost a, you know, a, a problem and a solution that you present. And if it sounds very similar to the problem that the customer has, your prospective customer, you're more likely to, to close that deal. You have to do in, in the process just a lot of listening. You must be a very, very good listener. Occasionally, but Occasionally. You know, you're exactly right. Listening is all about it. Let, let the customer tell you what their problems are and what their concerns are. The fact that you're at the table with them probably already, already gives you credibility or you wouldn't have been there. So provide solutions. Don't do all the talking. I was guilty of that many times early in my career and would you know, tell them how we can handle their problems. Well, they want you to listen to their problems and then provide solutions. So listening is one of the keys that you've mastered. It sounds like you've had to work at that. And I had to work at it. Do. We all do, but it is you want to brag? It works. Yes. So listen one. So, you know, let's kind of recap some of the things we talked about in the time we have left. Um, uh, number one, building relationships, both internal and external, extremely important. That's one of the things that, that uh, we heard, uh, heard you say. Uh, the second takeaway, the second item that uh, we talked about are or continue to create growth opportunities and develop marketing strategies, whether it's your personal brand or not. And uh, also the biggest part is, is you have to have a personal strategy or brand, uh, whether it's listening or, or you, you do this with this lead, this uh, customer, this client. It's an ongoing process. Certainly ongoing. And I think the, you know, the strategy piece is have a you know, roadmap that maybe can help you achieve success and, and have everyone understand the parts of that roadmap, work it, and see it through. Follow through whenever you can. If you say you're going to do something, do it. And listen like the Dickens and embrace social media because it's not going away. We'll work on the social media we'll, part. We'll work on that. Yep. But, you know, uh, I, I do think we do need to shout out at the Ray uh, marketing team uh, in their social media strategies and game plan. I think they do a wonderful job of helping us that don't understand it get get to there. So 
Maybe we might have to have them on from uh, we podcast should, one of the times. We should have them talk a little bit and train us old dogs. Our guest today is Mark Hoops, principal with Ray and Associates in the Lima, Ohio office. Thanks again for joining us on Unsuitable today, Mark. Thank you, Dave. You've really touched on some key points. Listeners, if you have any questions or want to learn more, you can always leave a comment or send an email to podcast at raycpa.com. If you want to see our podcast in action, well, now you can. Check out the Ray and Associates channel on YouTube to watch episodes of this podcast and other great videos from Ray. You didn't realize you were going to be on YouTube today. Do I get paid for that? Do I get paid uh, No, we signed a waiver at the door. Okay. You can also check out our website at raycpa.com podcast for additional articles and insight. As always, don't forget to subscribe to Unsuitable on iTunes. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. 